Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. I am a licensed therapist and published author, and I help people to get free spiritually, emotionally, and mentally free through Jesus Christ. Hold on. Let me make sure I am all the way live. Okay. Um, today we're going to talk about a very interesting topic. This is a topic that you really don't hear uh, talked about. In oh, I'm not sure. There we go. Okay. So this is a topic that we don't really hear people talking about uh, in mental health circles, but it does help to heal your heart. Um, and that is forgiveness. Now I wrote a book and I won't, uh, I didn't, I, I just started and forgot everything y'all. <laughs> it is the copy of it is around here somewhere, but nevertheless, for those who watch this, excuse me, via, um, YouTube, I will post a link to it, but it is called healing the heart through forgiveness. This is a book that I wrote, uh, maybe four years ago, maybe. And I talked about the, the dynamics of forgiveness. Okay. And so I'm going to pray with you today. I'm going to pray before we actually get started. I'm going to pray afterwards. Um, and just to like allow the Holy spirit to, um, to be present with me and with us, uh, for those who even watch the playback and so that you would hear the word of the Lord concerning forgiveness. Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for those who've attended services and churches. Father, thank you. Those for those who have, um, who have uh, committed their lives to you, God. Well, we know that forgiveness is not easy, but it is a part of the kingdom. It is why we are here because we are forgiven because you died on the cross for our sins. So Lord, help us to extend others uh, to that in that same uh, direction, God. Holy Spirit, we allow you now to enter into our hearts and allow us to open our ears to hear what you have to say. Father, I thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's get started. As I was stating, forgiveness is not something that you hear <clears throat> talked about in taboo uh, in traditional mental health services, uh, mental health, um, you know, the, the world of mental health. Uh, it is considered taboo. It is considered spiritual. Uh, it is not considered necessary for a person's healing. However, um, it is my belief, and of course, as a Christian therapist, it is not my belief that, that forgiveness is always healing. Uh, we know that when a person does not forgive, in my opinion, and we know what the research is starting to say, is that when people don't forgive, they end up going over into what we call bitterness, what we call resentment. And that bitterness or resentment will lead to a mental health condition. Now, this is not in your diagnostic tools, my, my fellow therapists, but you can look up post-traumatic bitterness disorder. There are scientists, I don't think they're in the United States, they're researching how a person can be in bitterness for so long, it turns into an immobilizing mental health condition. Okay, so the science is there uh, again, but you know, when we talk about spiritual concepts and things as it relates to Christ and how Christ sees us, um, oftentimes in traditional uh, settings that is not accepted, uh, we don't know if it'll meet that that uh, that particular diagnosis will be put in the DSM-5, uh, excuse me, uh, DSM, which for those who don't know is how we uh, how we assess and diagnose for a mental health disorder. But um, I truly believe in my experience in my now oh, almost 15 years experience. I can't believe it's that long. That's why I always cringe when I hear that. Oh, I've been here so long. I feel like I'm young, y'all. I'm young, but I, it just it just doesn't feel like it's been that long. Um, and so we're going to talk about this. Now, there's a lot of information on, on forgiveness. Like I said, I wrote a whole entire book, got some good reviews on it. Um, and so I want to take, I want to do something different. I don't want to just give you like why you should forgive. I want to give you some revelation as it relates to forgiveness. And I want to be very clear. I'm going to talk about forgiveness, but I also show empathy because forgiving someone, particularly when they have done damage to you or hurt you in some way can be one of the hardest things that you will ever have to do. Okay. It'll be one of the hardest things. It is difficult because your flesh says, I can't do this. Your flesh remembers and reminds themselves, particularly if you have to forgive someone who does not even acknowledge that they've done something wrong. Okay. Uh, we, I, talk, I talked about last time, the spirit of deception. You will have people who can be so damaged, so deceptive that they do people wrong, but it's clearly wrong and they don't, they have no clue. And how do you forgive somebody like that? I'm y'all. I'm go. I'm I'm talking good already. How do you forgive somebody like that when they are just ratchet and they don't even know or even think they're wrong? They're not even aware. But you know they done you wrong. It's on paper. You got evidence. <laughs> you got them recorded. You were there. You heard them tell them tell a lie. 
You understand what I'm saying? And so, but I want to talk to you. And this is one thing I'll say, because I've gone through some things and maybe one day I'll share my testimony of some things I've gone through because God has given me victory in Jesus name. Uh, I've gone through some things. And the reason why, one of the reasons why I forgive is because I, I remember thinking and, and, and telling God, you know what, God, um, I want peace. I just want peace. That's it. I want peace. And I, I recognize, and this is just me. I can only speak for myself. I'm not trying to like talk about me, blah, blah, blah. I can only speak from my experience. Of course, I see clients uh, as a therapist, but I can't tell you their story. You understand what I'm saying? I can only, I can only talk about the, the but what's, what, what's, what's been me. And so for me, forgiveness is, is not so much about um, trying to vindicate myself, but it's like, I, I just want peace. And I don't want to have some what someone has done to me replaying over and over and over again in my mind. I never had a, I had a, a client I was working with years and years ago, awesome man, a Christian. He said this. He said, sometimes you be not forgiving somebody. Yeah, they did you wrong. But guess what? They all living their life. They all living their life. They at the grocery store. You run into them. They're happy. They're smiling. They're joking. They're hee-hee and ha-hawing and sleep at night. And they're fine. And you over here saying, why did they do that to me? I didn't I don't understand. Wow, how you know what I'm saying? So, so you forgive because you want to have peace. And this is what this is what I do know is my name is not Samaria Colbert. People will not listen. People don't understand. I'm not God is loving, right? He's loving and he's kind and he's caring and he's merciful, he's gracious. But let's be clear about this. He is also a God of judgment. And you cannot treat a child of God any kind of way and think that you're going to get away with it. I read my Bible too much to hear about the vindication of God. Sometimes you got to forgive and not take matters into your own hands because at the end of the day, God is going to bless your faithfulness. I got some fireways, y'all. But God is going to bless your faithfulness. So you forgive not because you, you, you it didn't happen. Not because, you know, not for out of manipulation. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Not quite right now. But there's some people say, you forgive and you move on. No, you can forgive somebody and say, listen, you go your way and I go mine. Because as you continue to forgive, your character changes, your heart changes. God will begin to develop you. He will give you, he will, he'll give you grace. He'll release you to another anointing. He'll, when you're faithful in that thing. But it does not mean because you decide to forgive someone, you say, well, you got to have, I got to have a relationship with you. My character keeps changing to be a reflection of my father, God, who loves me. But you are not in control of when you forgive someone else and their character does not change. See, that's, see, that's when it gets hard. It's one thing when someone's repentive and they say, I'm really sorry. And you, and you go, you know, hash it out. It's another thing when they're not sorry. You understand what I'm saying? But this is one thing I said. I had people tell me, well, you, you're not a Christian because you're not going to reestablish a relationship with someone. Oh, you, you're supposed to forgive. Oh, I have forgiven. Let's be clear. But I will not reestablish myself with a relationship with someone whose character is consistently inconsistent. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to walk in forgiveness, but also don't be manipulated back into relationships with people who, who, who have proven themselves not to be who they say that they are. Right? There's no Bible that the Bible talks about that scripture after scripture about forgiveness. And but sometimes forgiveness does not always mean reconciliation. The Bible talks about, let me give you a scripture example, how um now they didn't say forgiveness, but we know that Abraham, Abraham and his uh nephew Lot, they always had kind of disagreements, right? There was always strife between them. It wasn't necessarily uh Abraham's fault, but there was strife. And so it finally got to something that kept being strifeful. And Abraham kept Abraham kept having to go rescue his, his nephew Lot and so on. But there was strife, is what the scripture says. And so Abraham says, Hey, you go your way. It wasn't a problem. Wasn't, you know, well, this is what you did to me. You ain't never respected me. And I'm your uncle and I have raised you. And all the, he didn't go through all that. He did not go through all that. He said, You go your way and I go my way so that we can have peace. And sometimes when you make a decision to forgive, you have to understand that you are not always going in the same direction as people. Sometimes you have outgrown where they are at. And then they, they you know, they're going to have a problem. You, now you too, you know, you didn't got these degrees, you got a little business, you got a little coin, you got a little money now, and now you can't and you think you better than that. No, 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 that ain't what it is. I forgive you, but I recognize that I got to keep growing and your character does not change. 
it's a if it's a yeah me it's a different scenario different day they always got drama listen let's talk <laughs> let's talk all right are y'all ready all right let's get it popping again y'all wrote a book called healing the heart through forgiveness and i got some in that book i gave you some real intense uh testimonials uh you know that which i talk about uh, um there's a one book that i didn't write, read uh, excuse me i didn't write excuse me but it was called left to tell by immaculate and i never pronounced her last name because i butcher names even though i have a different name y'all i just i'm, I'm just be honest but she wrote a book and she talked about how all her family members had been murdered. Jesus. And she ended up having, because she's a Christian, she uh, uh, had a conversation with God about what happened. She did not want to forgive, but she ended up meeting one of the soldiers. Y'all, she met one of the soldiers that killed her entire family. And she told God, and she told, excuse me, the soldier, I forgive. Mm, come on, Jesus. There's some places, some depth of pain, some depth of betrayal, some depth of some things that had it, and if it's not for God, and if it's not for his divine, and if not for his Holy Spirit, you won't be able to forgive because of the level of pain. But she had a relationship with God. That's why you don't hear about forgiveness uh, in, in, in traditional mental health circles because they don't believe in it. And there's some, I mean, you when you are in, 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 in the depth of, of of meeting with people, you meet people who are in pain. They've been abused. They've been molested. They've been robbed. They, I mean, oh, you just they, they got to do divorce and all that, and again, and, and been kidnapped, all kinds of things. And uh, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, there you won't listen. Listen, it won't. It's not gonna happen. This is why Christ makes the difference. This is why Christ. I've gone through some things, y'all, and I just kept saying, God, I know what your word says. I know your word says, but my flesh just wants to go fight somebody. My flesh is saying, let me go curse you out. My flesh is saying, you tried me today. You thought that these degrees and these and these Bible studies and me, blah, 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 and going to church, you tried me real nice. And I promise you, I am a witness. <laughs> you, you, you go to God, I promise you, he'll help you to do what your flesh don't want to do. God will help you to do because it gets real, particularly when you've been raised in church and you know you have a disposition, you have an anointing about you. You don't, you know, you kind to people, you're nice, you're giving, you know, the Holy Spirit helps you do all that. You got somebody that tries you, they think you've been saved all your life. I'm telling you what I know. If you gotta lean on the Holy Spirit, I'm not talking about you know, you go to the Walmart and you got some chick being nasty. I'm not talking about somebody running, you know, what I'm saying you drive and somebody don't know how to drive and they cut you off. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, you know, you know, you know, somebody just offended you and they tapped you on your little shoulder. Oh my God, you offended me. I'm talking about when they really real, real, they just, they for real, for real, trying you. Get in your face, tell you a bold face lie like you got stupid written right across your face. Listen, listen. All right, let's go to the word, y'all. <laughs> It's going to get real today. Uh, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commendeth his love towards us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen. This is very powerful because God did not wait until we had a heart change, right? He did not wait until we made a decision to seek him. He said, while we were in our dirt, in our sin nature, when we weren't thinking about God, he went and died for us. That's a reason to forgive other people. That's a big reason to forgive other people. Don't wait for somebody to come to you and have a, a, a pity party. And, oh, uh, Samaria or Jane Doe, I just, the Lord has convicted my heart. And I just want to I just want, listen, sometimes you never get that. I, I had someone else I was working with years ago, very wise, said, you know, I realized one day I was waiting for an apology I would never get. Come on, saints. An apology I would never get. 
but you got to move forward because God has great things for you. And you can't allow bitterness and anxiety and resentment and what it should have, how dare you? You can't let that stop you. You got to forgive. I meet people all the time, even outside of therapy, that are broken. That's what they want to hang around me, y'all. I'm just being honest. Because I can I'm not my spiritual discernment. I'm not, I'm not like, well, first of all, you know, I'm not, I'm not that chick. But I can sense it on them. And I can point out, you know, somebody offended that person about five years ago. And that's why their their, their growth is stunted. That's why they like that. You understand? Because the anointing to counsel people, the anointing for like words of knowledge, words of wisdom, all those things that you use as a, as a spirit-led counselor, that, I mean, you don't just turn it off when you in, turn it on, excuse me, when you're in session and then you get out of session and you go about your day or your life, you just, you know, you know, it, it, it's on all the time, basically, okay? Particularly when you stay in his word. But watch this, forgiveness reconciles us to right standing with God. Listen, I don't care what people say. I don't care what what people say. I have people say some things about me. People I thought were really for me. I you say things about me, but what 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 really matters is what God says about me. What really matters to anyone who watches is what God says about you. And one thing I've learned: the closer you get to God, sometimes the more controversial you are. That simply means you get closer to God, and then then people got a problem with you. I can't understand what I'm saying. Well, Samaria with no self-esteem and the doormat, and you can do whatever you want, talk to her in your kind of way, say whatever you want to her. And nobody had a problem. Well, they were talking about, look, she's she's so slow. But once you got a little confidence, a little backbone, now you got a problem. But God, watch this. Your relationship, God, is the most powerful thing. And people can say whatever they want, which they will give an account for every idle word. So those accusations that people come against you. But but forgiveness reconciles you with the right standing with God. It positions us to heal from the infraction that has been committed against us. Hmm. It heals us. This is why the Bible says, uh, see, God, if you're not forgiving, and this, this is a harsh word, but it's going to be true. If you don't forgive, God does not hear your prayers. And I don't know, I've gone through the depth of pain where I really need to go to God and say, God, my, I'm hurting. I'm really, really, really hurt by this. And I forgive because I need your healing virtue. I need your anointing. I need the Holy Spirit to come and heal and strengthen my heart because I don't even got to fight in me. It happens. Guess what, y'all? Through forgiveness. It starts with forgiveness. You know, and I, for me, this is my prayer. I said, Lord, th- this situation, these people that did me wrong, like, I don't even wish anything negative for them. I don't I don't wish judgment. I'm not in control of that. I don't wish, wish judgment on them. You understand? I don't. Why? Because I recognize that God has so many great things for me. What these people did to me is a non-factor in what God is getting ready to do through my life in my life. And I'm saying that as me, but I'm saying it to somebody else who is watching or may come behind me and watch it. There's so many awesome things that God has for you. I'm going to talk to you about how rejection had to happen because sometimes we'll take people into our purpose and destiny who are not qualified to be there. But because we love them so much and we have so lo- such loyalty We'll take them there, and God has to allow this. Ain't never gonna happen past today. And it's not because you mean, or you, you know, I, I'm, I'm now I'm too, 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 uh, too big and bad and bold. I can't, I can't kick it with you no more. Cause now, no, it's, it's, it's just we, we got different assignments. And one thing I realized as well that everyone is not focused on their assignment, and then if they are, they're not always going in the same direction. And what happens if you keep trying to grab, drag someone along, they become dead weight to you. Now, instead of writing that book or, or preparing that message or speaking or going to that conference or, or, or investing in whatever whatever God has purposed you to do, you got to take into consideration dead weight. I was reading the scripture, y'all. Um, and I can't even remember where it was. So if y'all remember what it was posted, I, I'll, I'll find it. Um, uh, Jesus was having some disciples who wanted to follow him. And, and I think a couple of them said, well, wait a minute, Jesus, let me go bury uh, my parents uh, and then I'll come follow you. And Jesus responded and said, let the let the dead, let the spiritual dead go bury the dead. What? 
<laughs> he said, let it go bury the dead. They keep it moving. That's how it is. There's some people that you started out with and they are spiritually dead. And that sounds really mean. But your relationship with God is your own. I'm gonna get, I don't want to get off topic. Your relationship with God is your own. And as you, I just learned the maturity through life as someone, I'm um, I'm not old, but I got uh, saved when I was eight years old. And I realized that everyone, some people go to church and they're spiritually dead. Some people are, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm bigger or better, but some people are dead. They're spiritually dead. Now imagine trying to take, I mean, just use your imagination, y'all. I'm not trying to, you know, be crazy or nothing. But imagine having a dead co- corpse that you got to take. And you are all the way alive. But you got to have a dead corpse attached to you in some way trying to accomplish your purpose and destiny. What kind of what, what what would you be what would you be able to accomplish if you had a dead corpse hanging on you? Probably nothing cuz people are heavy and they're dead and they're heavy they stink. That's what that there are people who are spiritually dead. And we would and I'll be I'll be first one. We take them with us all the way because I love you and I'm loyal to you. And I have realized that I can say I love you. And I really do love you, but I recognize that what you do, how you do life, is not how I do life. And I gotta move on. Because I only got one life. I only got one life. We we don't I don't care what y'all believe. You can believe whatever you want. You got three or four lives, you get one life on this earth. And then you transfer uh, once you pass away, you either go to one place. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. And I mean to make it to heaven. So I need to forgive and, and have some boundaries because I'm trying to make it to heaven. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. <laughs> so again, forgiveness reconciles us to right standing with God and positions us to heal from the infraction that has been committed against us. And you live long enough, you're going to commit a fraction. You're going to have an infraction, an infraction, a break, a a tear, a a betrayal uh, that's going to come against you. Jesus had had a Judas. Even Jesus, the savior of the world, had a Judas. So guess what, y'all, we're going to have a Judas. But guess what? When Jesus had a Judas, did Judas stop anything? Nope. Is your Judas going to stop anything? Nope. Okay. Let's keep it moving. So forgiveness is not justification. I think that a lot of times people who are not spiritual, they, uh, they're confused. They think just justification, that means an acceptance or an approval. It is an unearned pardon. This is why I say you can forgive somebody. Um, and they don't necessarily come to you and say, you know, I'm just, I, you know, I, I want you to forgive me. You can forgive them without, without them ever having to ask. Ask someone, uh, recently I'd say, I forgive you. And I really meant that. I forgave them long time ago. Their heart has not changed, but I forgave them. They didn't really tell you, you're going to ask me forgiveness. I'm fine. Because I, I got a destiny to move forward to. Okay? Now, this is what I tell my clients all the time. Acceptance and agreement are not the same thing. So a lot of times when we think of uh, when we think of uh, acceptance, we think of, yes, acceptance. I want to be accepted or acknowledged because there's a different type of acceptance. Acceptance is also a place of healing. It's like, I don't agree with this, but I accept it. Like, say, let's say you have a loved one that passed away, right? You don't agree with the fact that they passed away. I mean, that would be kind of like odd, right? But you, ex- your heart comes to a place of healing where I accept this is what it is. It really happened, and I'm moving forward. I accept that the people, the Judas I had in my life, uh, and and there are more than one. Um, I ex- I accept that it was what it was. I don't agree with it because I don't agree with the lies. I don't agree with the betrayals. I don't agree with it, but my heart has come to a place of acceptance. And that's a forgiveness. See, forgiveness is not manipulation. I said that, but the oftentimes what happened is. People confuse the two because let's say, for example, someone is in an abusive relationship, right? They're in an abusive relationship. Um, and they use it the they oh, you know, you're supposed to give and we're together. And they use it to get back into good graces with you. So you can do relationships all over again. But let's be clear, you can forgive someone, it does not necessarily mean that you want to do relationship with them because their character does not change. And you know this because over time the character they just they just keep doing the same thing over and over again. And so sometimes people can use, um, they can use this, uh, you're a Christian, you're supposed to forgive as a form of manipulation so that you, so again, you have a relationship with someone. But again, y'all, you can forgive someone and I will love you from a distance, right? You don't have to reestablish uh, a relationship to have someone over your home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if someone uh, went and stabbed you on your back and they kept doing it, right? 
you can say I forgive, but are you going to invite that person right back over your house to do it all over again? All right. So forgiveness is not reconciling. I'm sorry, I'm repeating myself. I got notes. <laughs> it is not reconciled, but it does clean your, you up, up from the hurt. Now, forgiveness is not always easy. If it was easy, because it's you can you can forgive someone and still feel pain. I heard someone say years ago, well, you know you're forgiven when you don't feel pain about it anymore. And that's actually not true. Um, what happens is the difference between uh, you can forgive someone and still feel pain related to that. Sometimes you forgive and the and the healing virtue comes through process through through in time. It's kind of like when you broke your arm, right? And you go to the doctor and the doctor bandages it, it back up. You, you it's not, you know, you're you're healed, but you still have to you heal from the infraction. You can still feel the pain of that. Um sometimes, you know, let me, let me clarify this. Forgiveness is healing, right? But you can still feel pain about it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that the pain goes away as soon as you forgive, right? Sometimes it's still there. And then the Holy Spirit has to come along and give that the ointment of, of praise and prayer and, and just give you, you the comfort from him so that your heart becomes strengthened again and you become whole from that thing. But just because you feel pain about it does not necessarily mean that you have not forgiven. And I say all that because... Um, if, if that would be the case and everyone would just forgive right away because they don't want to feel pain. Someone did you wrong. Someone betrayed you. Someone stabbed you on your back. They, they were a Judas to you. You just say, okay, I forgive because the pain of that is so, is so deep, but you can say, God, I need help. I need help. I need help, Lord. I, I need your help. You know, I forgive this person, but it's, it's, it's painful right now. And he will, again, he will, he will walk you through the process of healing. So it doesn't hurt anymore. Okay. Um, Forgiveness releases us to the greater that God has for us. It releases the burden. Forgiveness, listen to me, releases the burden. Forgiveness releases the burden. When you walk around in unforgiveness, there's this thing, there's a weight to it. Bitterness comes and your mind keeps ruminating over and over and over again. But what happened? I don't understand. Why did they do me this way? I wasn't doing them to them. This is this, and I'm a good person. And you ruminate over that thing over and over again. But when you forgive, it releases you from the. But I had someone that did something to me. It was about a year ago, and it it completely freaked me out. I was like, oh my god! And I kept thinking about it, like that is just so crazy. And God said, you can either heal from it, or you can continue to hurt from it. It's your decision. He, I mean, he really talk, He was just very stunned. You can hear because what happens, even though I had I dealt with the situation, I confronted the person. I said, "This is not okay." But my mind, I just, I was still in shock. Like I just could not. I was like, "What that?" I just, you know, he, someone being inappropriate, basically. And I was just like, you know, but I kept because I felt hurt over it in in some ways. He said, "You can," but but what's happening was I kept ruminating in in my mind over and over again. Okay. Um, once I decided to forgive, the hurt didn't go right uh, go right away. But when God kept telling me that I stopped ruminating over it, eventually the hurt did leave. Not able to see the person. It wasn't like you know what that person did. We still set boundaries though. Okay, <laughs> forgiveness is a divine release. Forgiveness is a divine release. Forgiveness is a divine positioning for promotion. Listen to this. Forgiveness is a divine positioning for promotion. And I'm going to use an example of. There's so many examples in the word. But let's look at um, Joseph, right? Joseph's brothers betrayed him. Oftentimes, the people that betray you are people that are closest to you, by the way. I may do a lot of them betrayal, but not, not coming up. <laughs> but Joseph's brothers um, betrayed his father. I mean, they, 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 uh, you know, y'all you, you, know the story. I'm not going to go over that for the sake of time. But imagine if Joseph had stayed stuck in what his brothers had did to him. Would he, would he have been in a position to really take the throne or to, to be second in command had he um, kept ruminating on what happened? He was done wrong. He was betrayed. He was sold. His father was lied to. He was, uh, he was lied on several times. He was accused of sexual assault, which he didn't do. And so his mind could have kept going back to the fact that I was just, all I did was have a dream. If I knew if I knew this dream would have got me this far, I wouldn't have told him. I wish they hadn't had a dream. Why am I going through this? He could have been angry. He could have been bitter. He could have been bitter at God for what God allowed. 
But watch this, because he forgave, he was in position for divine promotion. And oftentimes, right before I truly believe, right before God is getting ready to elevate your life, you will experience different parts, different tests and different parts of the processes. And betrayal is a test that you have to pass for different reasons. But it precedes, it comes, it, the, the, the betrayal comes before promotion. I got to say that again because it's good to my soul. Betrayal comes before promotion. You see, we live in the world, everyone's micro, microwave generation. I'm not against like, you know, I'm not against anybody and their programs and what they offer. And, and I, I think that's wonderful. Do, do whatever God is putting your heart to do. But there is anointing. There is anointing. There is a power. There's authority that can only be released through God's development plan. And a part of God's development plan, a part of God's development plan is to allow the painful things of life because it strengthens you. It gives you endurance. It gives you patience. It gives you power. It gives you authority. It gives you the, it gives you God confidence. No one really wants to hear from anybody, teach, preach, uh, write a book, and you ain't never been through nothing. What do you have to tell me if you have never been through anything? If your life is just so wonderful, right? And you get up every morning and you got three uh, three, uh, three to 24 hours sitting in your bed and, and God comes and, and sits uh, and, and on your, uh, at your feet and, and, and you have never gone through anything. What do you have to say to anybody? How can you truly help people hurt? Now, don't get me wrong. I got degrees and I got and, and training. That's fine. But there is a place. That can only be developed in you. And they don't talk about this stuff because you know we God is getting ready to bless me. That's fine. God is gonna, you know, give you six figures. That's fine. That's what you want. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it at all. But the anointing and the power of God is going to cost you something. And I say cost, I am not referring to how much money you have in your wallet. Hmm. So betrayal is one of the costs of being called. Betrayal, betrayal, betrayal is one of the costs that comes along. And I'm, if people don't agree with me, I don't, I, I, you know, you may be gifted. It's my opinion. You may be gifted. You may attract thousands. But if you have never experienced betrayal, I still, I don't care how wonderful you are. I question, are you truly anointed or are you just charismatic? Because the charismatic people can attract masses too. But true anointed people who have operated and who, who have uh, gone through the test of what it costs to be called, betrayal is a part of that. Rejection is also the cost of being called. Jesus was rejected. Bible said he came amongst his own and his, and his own didn't receive him. I remember I was reading how Jesus was attracting masses of people, masses, thousands. People started knowing his name. He goes to his own hometown. They look at him and says, is that, and I'm paraphrasing y'all, is that Joseph's boy? He was raised around us and he they said he couldn't do miracles because of their unbelief. See, people were so familiar with Jesus that he couldn't do the work that he was called, even though he was just around the corner, he was attracting masses. He could not do amongst his own people. The Bible says he was rejected. That's why I love God. We have a father who experiences things that we experience. And it doesn't have to affect us like it does someone who doesn't have a, a, a faith orientation. You don't have to be, you know, dead and 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 and, and, uh, and losing your mind and 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 going and have anger management issues, going through all kinds of changes. Because we got a father in heaven who understands. You can say, God, they lying on me. He says, me too. They lied on me. God, they accusing me of stuff I never do. They did that to me too. God, they calling me a, a demon. They call me a demon too. And you can say, God, I know you've experienced this. And I need your strength. It's very powerful when you talk to someone who has gone through something similar that you've gone through. But Jesus has gone through it. He despised the shame considering us. That's why we got to forgive. You will. I got to say this. I know I said this before. I got to repeat this. You 
will have a Judas. Live long enough, you may have more than one. Just saying. That Judas could be an ex-husband from my brother's ex-wife. Could be ex-girlfriend. Somebody you gave your heart to. Could be like Jesus' own hometown. Could be like Joseph, his own brothers. Could be his own, your own sister. Even David said, even if my mother and my father forsake me, Lord, you will hold me up. Could be your mother and your father that betray you. What are you going to do about it? That's, that's the question. You're going to give up? You're going to cry? You're going to lose your mind? Don't do it. Because God, listen, God will send people who are really for you. Who are really for you. Jesus was rejected, but he had 12 disciples. Well, you know, obviously the Judas that he rocked with. He had people that loved him. But the people that were in his closest circle, the people that were in his closest circle were not when he was on earth, y'all, you know, you know what I mean. When he was on earth, we're not really blood related to him. Now we know he, we knew, we know what later on he had obviously uh, a brother, obviously that ended up following him. But when when he first started out, the people that were closest to him, that he revealed secrets to, that he revealed his nature to, that walked with him, were not actually blood related to him. Come on, y'all. I'm talking good now. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, Mark 18, 21 through 35. Um, for the sake of time, uh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to read it. <laughs> Give me one minute. I'm looking at my other calendar here. Um, Mark 18, 21 through 35. I'm not going to read all of it, but it talks about how um, the kingdom of heaven is illustrated like this. And you guys know the story. There was a man who owed a debt, Okay. He goes to the one who owes a debt to. He says, I cannot pay. And the man, the man, the man fell down. He begged for forgiveness. He said, please be patient with me. I will pay it all. The man, the master who he owed the money to was compassionate. He was filled with uh, pity or empathy. And he released him from the debt and he forgave him. Okay. Remember that. So he owed a debt, but he was forgiven out of compassion. Right? But then the man left the king. He went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars, is what the New Living Translation, uh, New Living Translation version says. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant pay. His fellow servant fell down, did the same thing, begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me, he said. I will pay, he pleaded, but his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until his debt could be paid in full. Now, remind you, this is the same man who just begged for his own forgiveness and was granted it. He goes to someone else and refuses to grant the same forgiveness. Isn't that great? That's, that's hypocritical, ain't it? When the other servants saw it, they were upset. They went to the king. Who he, owed, who he owed the money to and he uh, told them everything that happened in verse 33 he said shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt this is another illustration of forgiveness we forgive others because we have been forgiven now, we, what happens is people think, well, I didn't do what such and such did. But the Bible also says that our, our righteousness as, is as of filthy rags. It's as of filthy rags, right? It's only by the grace and the mercy of God that we are not consumed. Because God has forgiven a great debt to us. You know, God has forgiven us. So we forgive because we have been forgiven. And it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to Praise God for his forgiveness. And then you cannot forgive your brother or your sister or whoever did the infraction. You can't forgive them, but God forgave you. What you do to what did you do to God? You know, I haven't always been faithful to God, but he was faithful to me. 
And so I recognize, I think we all have to recognize this, that yes, it's, it does hurt. And yes, the pain was the pain, but we can still forgive because ultimately it's about God and he forgave us. He forgave us. And I would dare say, not this not, but I really, I think that we have ha- we have been forgiven by other people as well, maybe not the same person, but other people, and they didn't have that response to us. So we forgive because we have been forgiven. Christ died for our sins while we were yet sinners. I don't care how holy you are, how wonderful you are. You all, we all needed a savior. And we all needed to be forgiven. And not just once. You're like me. We had to go back. God said, God, you know, I messed up again. Do you forgive me? I've done wrong again, Father. Father, forgive me for things I didn't even know I did. It wasn't my intention. Will you forgive me? And as long as our heart is pure, he welcomes us. So we forgive others again. Because we have been forgiven. All right, so how do I do it? How do I forgive y'all? Last few things here. When you got to make a decision, forgiveness is, is not a feeling. I think a lot of times we think, for I want to forgive. We wait for this. You know, if you have these great spiritual experiences and the warmth of the Holy Spirit comes over you and this peace just begins to fill your heart, uh, you, that, that's fine. That happens to you. Sometimes it, that does happen. But oftentimes you just have to make a decision and forgive. It's not a feeling. Now, eventually you do get to that place of peace where you feel like that, that light, but it, it's not a it's, forgiveness. is not a feeling. <laughs> it's a decision. Okay. You don't have to feel it to do it. <laughs> okay. You do not have to feel like forgiving somebody. You know, you, you people, they say, well, I, don't, I just don't feel like that's what God is wanting me to do. I don't feel like, it. you know, we live in a, in, a, in a generation, everybody's just going by that feeling, you know, their feeling. What does the word have to say? Oh, my feelings, my feelings, my feelings. It's what I feel like. Well, your feelings can tell you the wrong thing. Your thoughts can be wrong. What does the word of God have to say? Okay. Well, put them to see the person through the eyes of their own broken. Now, this is hard. This is hard. Uh, I was in prayer one time about someone who did me dirty. I mean, did me real dirty, y'all. Did me real, real, real dirty. And um, God so and the Lord spoke to me. Said that person is, is broken. She's she's really broken. And um and so it it was hard. It, it is hard to to have empathy, but to also understand it. You know you don't agree, but sometimes people make decisions because of different reasons. And sometimes the hurt is in and their brokenness is the primary reason that's dictating their decision. Their fear is dictating their decisions. Again, we don't, we're not like pacifying, well, you just a hurting person. So therefore I know you did me dirty. And so let me just go ahead and forget. Well, I'm not, I'm not telling you to pacify that, but it does help you to have empathy when you see someone you, when you have empathy, you can see it from their perspective, even if they hadn't done it. Like I was talking to my therapist, actually, and uh, and she said, you don't have to agree with this. But also, let's, let's explore this um, a little further. Like what happens in that person's life? They think that's OK. You know what I mean? And we kind of explored that. And and and, 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 and it, it, was, it was it was very helpful anyway. So forgiveness comes. Watch this from the divine nature of God. Ask him to give you strength. There, there's some areas of forgiveness that you don't have the strength for, but you have to lean on the Holy Spirit, hold on, lean on the Father, Father God, and say, God, oh, this is really hard. I did I, this. Is, this is hard. I, I, don't, I don't know about it. Uh, and ask him, and he will help you to forgive in areas that it feels like you can't. And there are areas where it just, like I said, the hurt is so raw. It's like I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know, Lord, help me, Jesus. Again, um, number four, bring your own pain before the Father. Bring your own pain before the Father. I said that. But Psalms 31, 24 says, a promise of God is that he will strengthen your heart. Uh, okay. Psalms 31, 24 is God is the one who will strengthen your heart. Point number five, don't ruminate. Ruminate. You think about it over and over again. You say, I'm, I'm not going to think about this no more. You start thinking about it. You get sad about it all over again. You have to cast down vain imaginations, and that that's that's a, sometimes it's it can be a habit to cast down vain imaginations, but you got to get there. Casting down vain imaginations, and everything exalts itself above the knowledge of God. What's going to exalt itself above the knowledge of God? Uh, things that happen to you, why me? Um, I ought to go that get back, that kind of thing. 
So prayer, praise, and worship, or <laughs> praise, worship, and prayer. And I said this in my last live, praise God for what he has done. When we praise, we thank God for what he has done. When we worship, we give glory for who he is. God, you are my El Shaddai. You are my Elohim. You are the one who takes care of me. You are my provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. Okay? You praise him for who he is. And then we pray. We pray. And, you know, I'm I'm like this. I tell folks, when I talk to God, you know, yes, I pray. Yes, I pray. Yes, I excuse me, worship and I praise. Um, but I talk to God because he's my friend. He really is. I talk to God about everything. <laughs> Things that I won't talk to people about, I talk to God about. Um, and so you don't have to have a necessarily a Father God and have him bow, bow in the dust of the other buckets and and the and the uh, it, uh the, these expensive words and and, and she's expensive. Y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. And these uh, deep words, Father, I thank thee for the art, the way of the God. You know, you know, you gotta do all that. <laughs> Just talk to him like he's your friend. Talk to him like you're sitting there, you're having a therapy session, and you're sitting down, you're saying, God, this hard. I'm hurting right now. This is really hard. Like, I didn't deserve this. Uh, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm having a hard time. I need you to give me strength because this is really hard. Don't you know God would do it? He would do it. Develop an appetite for the word. Again, the word, the word, the word, the word. When it comes to forgiveness, it'll help you. But guess what? The, the word will strengthen you. The word will strengthen you. It'll cut away um, the pain. It'll cut away unhealthy desires. It'll cut away the spirit that wants to get back. Develop a ha happy appetite with the word. And then what I love to, to do is when, when I've had to forgive people, I look through the scripture. I look at examples of the pillars of our faith who had to forgive great infractions. David. Had to forgive his own son. I mean, I think he had two sons that rebelled against him, but he was forgiving. Two sons, now nah, he, he he was damn. These babies were born. And he had to forgive. Joseph had to forgive his brothers. Jesus died on the cross. I mean, you just died on the cross. But just look at the um what led up to that, and, and the lashes, and the whips, and 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 I mean, the level of betrayal. Uh, you know, it's just when you read things like that, it inspires you to know that wow, yeah, wow, I yeah. <laughs> you know, it gives you strength. Okay. We're almost done, y'all. And this is going to be crazy, but we got to say this anyway. What did you learn from it? When the, when the pain happened, what did you learn from it? And what are you taking away from it? Now, I know that, that sounds weird. What did you learn from it? I learned not to deal with, with petty and foolish people. No. <laughs> Why should David say, David uh, in Psalms 119.71 says, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Good, David. David was like, yes, it was good for me <laughs> that I was afflicted that I may learn your statutes. Now, this is a hard one, but let me tell you what you learn. Now, let me tell you what I learned. You learn who's really for you. Because you don't, when you when things are going well and you, you know, your money is not acting funny and and, uh, and 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 they get what they want from you. You understand what I'm saying? You really don't know who's really for you. You just don't. You just don't know who's really for you. Um, but when the rubber reached the road, so to speak, and life happens, and feel and 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 the 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 the, the grass uh, uh, falls from up under your feet. Excuse me. Um, when you start experiencing turmoil, when it gets hard, it is a revealer of who is for you a revealer i have learned it's not even no shade it ain't even um it's no shade it's, it's not even a bad thing but i have learned the people that are not for me not for me did, did it hurt yeah yeah it hurt but i but i also recognize i'm getting ready to move forward into some things and i can't take these people who are not for me into that thing. And so they had to be revealed. It just had to happen. You know what else? Uh, and, and, you know, so again, what did you learn? You know what I learned? I I have learned, uh, I have a deeper relationship with God. Deeper? Deeper. I know what 
I I I I just I found God. And I, and I understand now. I know I got God, but you understand what I'm saying. But, but you, you know, there comes a time when you your your faith is awakened and you become aware of God's presence in a way that you did not know Him before. I can honestly say, and one day I'll tell you my testimony. I can say I have, I have gotten a closer relationship with God that I didn't think I could do. I spend more time in his word. I am more in tune to his voice. I am more confident. I became a better therapist. I, you know, I learned so much. God broke things off my life that I didn't need all because of the pain. And I know it's hard, but it's teaching you. It's teaching you endurance. It's making you strong. It's making you confident. But you got to have a different perspective. You, oh, why did this happen to me? God, I don't understand. You, it can make you better, but it got, but it can make you better, but it can't make you both at the same time. And I can truly say every area of my life is better. It was better. So now I understand what David said. It was good that I was, yeah, it hurt. Yeah, it hurt. And some ways I wish it didn't happen. But you know what? I can truly say it was good that I was afflicted. It was good. I am better. The devil really mad now because I didn't got I didn't mess around and got even better. Come on, saints. Anyway, let's move forward. We're almost done. Pray for corrective experiences. Now, again, this is um, and be aware of them when they come. So, what does that mean? Corrective experiences that uh, experience that kind of corrects what happened in the past. So, if you were betrayed, if you were uh, betrayed and maybe had an unhealthy relationship, what's going to help heal you is to have a healthy relationship. If you experience church hurt, what's going to help to heal you is that you experience a healthy church. Not 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 go to church, experience a healthy church. So, you want to pray to God that God will give you corrective experiences. Okay. Now, I want you to also be clear that I am not suggesting that other people need to take on the responsibility of your own healing. I'm not saying that because that can be a burden to other people. They, if, if you were hurt and now they got to turn around and, and try to help you walk through, walk you through your healing process, that's a bit too much for people. What I am suggesting, what I am suggesting is this, is that God will still give you corrective experiences that nullify. Like if you were betrayed by your family, there is a, there is a family, there is a spiritual family. There is, whether it be the church, so there is. There are people who will support you wholeheartedly. It just may not necessarily be through the people you were initially intended it to be. Okay. Um. But be aware of them when they come. Sometimes, if you're still in that hurt place, you're not even aware of when God is sending you new people. That does happen. Okay. Isaiah forty three nineteen says, "Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it?" And again, uh, no one is responsible for your healing. You are responsible for your own healing. But, you know, people are still broken when they say, well, I, I don't trust nobody no more. You know, I can't, you can't establish a business if you don't trust people. I mean, your, your customers are going to be people. People are going to invest in your business. You can't do ministry if you don't trust people. Like, who you're ministering to. You can't minister from a place. Of, you know what I'm saying? You have to see people in their proclivities. But you know someone truly is not healed from it if they just don't want to deal with people. You know, at all. You have to love people in, in spite of themselves. And so, uh, but again, forgiveness helps to, to, to foster that. The decision to heal, listen to this very carefully. The decision to heal is a decision that you will have to make over and over and over again. What do I mean by that? It simply means this. <clears throat> you don't just forgive somebody one time right? Let's say, for example, someone kept doing something, you forgave them, you they, you know, they often not out of your life anymore. You will always have different situations that require another healing process, regardless of what it is, a bit physical healing process. But sometimes, particularly if you were to think of it, let's say, for example, good example, could be maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe, you know, now I had, had this happen with a husband uh, cheated on uh, somebody had, you know, four or five kids or something like that. You, you may still have to deal with that same husband. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so every time you see this man that had cheated on you with your kids, all that, it brings up hurt all over again. And then that's when you have to remind yourself, wait a minute, 
I said, I forget. You see what I'm saying? It's a decision that you have to make over to particularly depend upon the situation, particularly if you're in a situation where you have to deal with the person, depending on that. Sometimes you don't have to deal with the person, but if there's a situation that you need to deal with and, um, and you have to see the person um, that hurt you, and that's when that, that comes into play. All right. Last few things here. Bonus. Listen, y'all don't seek revenge. Don't seek revenge. Remember what Isaiah says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. When people do you dirty, there is a, we want them to fall into a pillar of salt right away. We want judgment right away. Most of the time, the truth is it does not happen right away. And again, we're not wasting judgment on them because God has to give them grace and mercy, the same grace and mercy that he extended to us. But as I said before, you cannot treat a child of God in your kind of way and think that you're going to get away with it. So don't seek vengeance. Because sometimes you feel like, God, you're taking too long. What happens if you're back up against the corner? You don't know what to do. Just pray, but don't seek revenge. Don't seek revenge. God will speak to you. God will advocate. God will make your justice and your innocence radiate like the sun is what the scripture says. Don't seek revenge. Because then if you take matters into your own hands, it's not going to produce the results. It's not going to get you any further. It's only going to nullify or uh, help to, what is it, further their, their agenda against you. See, now, see, I told you, I thought she was, I told you she wasn't what she said, which I told you. As soon as you act out of anger, you want to fight somebody. That's, as as, that's what they said. Well, see, I told you. See, I, I told you what, what happened, whatever it was. And she was she was really like that, and not realizing that that push has been, that person has been pushed against the uh, against the wall. That person has been uh, triggered. Okay, but don't seek revenge. Romans twelve nineteen or excuse me, Romans twelve nineteen says, "Revenge is mine; I will repay." God is true to His word. He's true to his word. All right. Remember, set boundaries. And it's okay to discontinue unhealthy relationships. I literally, I tell someone to tell me, well, you're not a Christian. Well, I'm still setting a boundary. I don't care what you think about me. I'm this is my boundary. Period. This is my boundary. I'm not, I'm not, and when you set a boundary, you're not asking for <laughs> uh uh uh, you're not asking for permission. You are stating these are my boundaries. Okay? And if you set a boundary, it does not mean that you are bitter. It does not mean you are unforgiveness. It means that you are setting a healthy boundary. And you can discontinue any unhealthy relations. Remember what I said. Your character is being evolved and changed. You may walk in integrity. You may walk in greater anointing. You may walk in greater authority. It does not mean because you decide to forgive that the other person that needed to be forgiven has changed. Their character may stay stay the same. And that's when you can discontinue unhealthy uh, relationships, okay? I want to recommend my book again. It's called Healing the Heart Through Forgiveness. You can find it at my website at www.samariacobra.com. Click the link that says bookstore. For those who watch it via YouTube, it'll be posted under the description box. But it's again, Healing the Heart Through Forgiveness by Samaria M. Cobra. Um, I also want to recommend a really awesome uh, movie. Um, you can probably find this. I believe it's still on, not Netflix. It may be on Netflix, but I last it was on Amazon Prime. But if you can get your hands a hold of this movie, just have a good, it's just a great movie um, that is a visual representation of forgiveness. And that movie is called I Can Only Imagine. I Can Only Imagine. And I can't think of the name of the, of the band that, the, it's basically on the, 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 the song is called I Can Only Imagine. Whoever sung that song, they wrote a movie about this man's life. And it was really, really good, okay? So we are done for today. Let me go ahead and pray with you, and then we'll be done. Father, I thank you for the words um, that you've spoken. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for all that you have done. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for the power of your presence. Thank you, God, for allowing us to hear a different perspective on forgiveness. Father, I ask, and I just ask that you would touch each and every person under the sound of my voice. Those who are experienced the hurt, the pain of betrayal and Judas's in their life, God, I'm asking that you would 
strengthening their heart, God. We come against each and everything that is not against them. We come against the spirit that's coming against their mind and their heart, the spirit of resentment and bitterness, Father. Now, Holy Spirit, we welcome you into our hearts and our minds to give us greater ability and strength and power to overcome the wiles and the agenda of the enemy. I thank you, Father, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, y'all, we are done for today. Again, y'all, check me out. On my YouTube channel, you can subscribe, www.samariacoper.com is the name of my website. Or if you want to know more about my counseling practice, it's www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com, www.kingdomcreativecounseling.com. And I'll see you next Sunday, another time, another banger. Bye.